Stephen Hawking. Hawkings. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. I forgot he was dead. Yeah. What do you, I feel like I don't know if I was ever aware of his existence fully, but I felt his absence once he left this earth. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was trying to think of uh, who's the guy with the bug eyes. The guy with the bug eyes. Yeah, he was in Spy Kids three, and he said, "Do you think God doesn't want to Steve come Shimmy? down?" Yeah. <laughs> God doesn't want to come down because he's afraid of what it created. God's afraid of this spooky coochie. <laughs> he, why he created though? He afraid of it. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Hi, Carly. Hi, Katie. How you doing this fine Saturday? Um, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. You know, it's sunny out today, which is lovely. Yeah, totally. I feel outside of myself in a weird way. Like I feel like I'm floating outside my body, but it's okay. And, uh, besides that, I'm coasting. How are you? Fuck. <laughs> you know, today was my first day back at work in, like, over a week. Oh, shit. Which, like, uh, I wish it wasn't a Saturday because at a bagel place, Saturdays are... Slamming. Insane. So, you know, I'm feeling sleepy, I'm feeling sexy, and I'm feeling sweaty. Okay. Um, the, the three S's, really, if you're wondering. Uh, but I also feel like I'm coasting. Yeah, what is that? A little roller coaster. Which, you know, I'm, my new motto is zero is better than negative. Mm. So. You know what we, we always say in recovery? Uh, you never have to ace recovery. A C minus is good enough. Mm. <laughs> and I'd be really feeling that way in life. I like that. A C minus is good enough. That's a passing grade. D's yeah. get degrees. I know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I've been... I don't know. I, I don't know if you feel this way. I feel like I've been so obsessed with my phone lately. I think it's because I went home to visit my family, which is really fun. But uh, I feel like I felt disconnected from the, my world because I was away from my world. Mm. Uh, and I felt like I was spending so much time on social media. Absolutely. And also so much time, like, posing for social media yeah and to be fair like i think that's very common for our generation especially for us ladies especially for us ladies and And we would would know because because we are just like like other girls but we're we're not not like like other podcasts social media can suck my fucking dick (laughs) but also i want to suck social media's dick truly truly which we can unpack that we're gonna have to. And we both, and I'm like, I also feel this way about men, where I'm like, I hate men, and then I'm also like, but I can't live without men. Ooh, ooh. I hate social media. I think it's toxic. I think it's turning me into the worst version of myself. Me too. I think that I create splintered versions of myself that mm-hmm. only exist. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Break it down. I'm gonna contradict myself in many different ways here because I also am running into this mental pattern where I'm like. I notice myself doing something habitually, and I'm immediately condemn it. Oh, boy. So, you know, it's important to be mindful of everything. 
such as social media usage. But at the same time, I do think that social media has helped me curate and continue to, like, develop an artistic aesthetic. Yeah, me too. When it's used correctly. But sometimes I wonder if that bleeds over into, like, a self-esteem thing, and then it gets toxic, right? Yeah. No, I definitely feel the same way where I feel like I have now curated my Instagram to literally only show me, like, people I love Mm -hmm. and then art. Like, I literally follow so many art accounts that every time I go on, I just only see art instead of human beings. Which kind of ideal. Yeah. Honestly. Because for a while, I would just see a lot of skinny ladies, which, like, God bless them, but, like, not good for me. Yeah. Um, so, I, and I even, like, go through, like, you know, like, your For You page or, like, the fucking Instagram Explore page, how yeah. it's catered to you. Exactly. I go there. It's all, like, collages, art, or, oh like, God. sad memes. Like, funny, sad memes. So, I, I love it. Like, it makes me... On brand. Very... Oh, yeah. And sometimes it's chihuahuas. Ugh. Yeah. So, it took me a while to, like, do that. I think a big step was literally just, one, unfollowing everyone that made me either feel insecure about myself, because, like, I don't know if you still have people from, like, your high school or your past that, like, God, no. you wonder how they're perceiving you now and I'm like that's not really serving me Mm, yeah like why I don't think people in the past should dictate me now exactly and I think that's a big part of trying to be mindful about social media usage is how much are you like we said using it as a vessel for creativity and being like I'm aligning myself with like for example, I'm looking at my images on my Instagram and I'm like, there's a lot of light, there's art, there's gold, there's like feeling vulnerable in my body. And then there's also like the things that, you know, aesthetically align with me. So like a lot of like classic uh, Greco-Roman statues and like angels feels very light, feels very fruity, feels very abundant. But that being said... I think when I go into my, when I post something and then constantly find myself checking to see who looked at it mm-hmm. and like, I have to really clock and be like, am I looking for specific people's approval on specific things? Mm-hmm. Am I looking for just engagement in general? Yeah. Like if I look at a, you know, I post a song and I'm like, oh, I know so-and-so likes this band. And Will so, they message me if I post? Yeah. 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 But I don't know. I'm also guilty of doing that thing where I I know maybe I have like a crush on somebody who works at a store down the street from me and I will like make a habit of walking past that store more often than I need to. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but I think this is like the social media equivalent where you're like, hey, I'm just out here living my life in your view. Yeah. Do you like how I look? Yeah. Do you think about me? Yeah, no, I, I found like a month, maybe two months ago, I realized that I was only posting for literally one person to see or, or like engage with. Mm. And once I realized that it like actually fucked me up, like spiraled me for like a good night. And then the next day I was like, I, I'm off social media. And like for a week, I literally set every social media timer to a minute Oh my god. 
And I, my, I like was just like, I can't, I literally can't engage with this because I'm looking for someone in this realm of the world and it's turning into like a self-destructive spiral because if they didn't view it or if they didn't engage, it's like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. What? I don't look good enough. Why don't I look good enough? It's like inauthentic and performative at that point because you're just constantly being like, to your view only, to your view only. Yeah. Okay. So when you set these timers on your social media account, do you adhere to them? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Uh, I again, like I was saying, when I was home, my social media use was way higher than it was here yeah. because I felt so separated from my world. And also, like, social media can be a great escapism route, right? So I, if I was getting like ang- anxious at my house, I would be like. What are my friends doing? Like, mm-hmm. what, look at these memes. Ha ha ha. But, um, I do try to, I, I, I need to be, I need to get better at it recently. Uh, but I think I have like all of them set for like 20 minutes. Yeah. I think I still have my limits left over from the beginning of quarantine where I was like, okay, I really need to monitor this. And I, it's just become part of the habit of engaging with social media where I just, just dismiss them like I haven't gone through into my settings and like taken them off I it's just another thing where I'm like yeah just dismiss it and I think the human mind is incredible (laughs) because like our neurological pathways just kind of pop up out of nowhere and suddenly this thing that you once built as a way to stay present stay mindful now is just like another way it's just like another thing that you step over on your way to social media um I also I think a lot about my relationship to my art through social media and I think I'm of two minds about it because on one hand I think the fact that it's so prominent for people to be posting their work via like their visual art or their writing or their photography whatever it is Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're told, I think, in school, like, any sort of exposure is good. You should be wanting to, like, get as much of your shit out there as possible. Yeah. And on one hand, I'm into that. But on the other hand, I sometimes feel like... What am am I trying to say here? It's not so much that I'm afraid of posting things that are imperfect and having those out in the world. It's more like there are things that I want to save for when they will be particularly potent. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like I have ideas or I have things I'm excited about and I want to share them automatically because I like want to get people's eyes on them. Mm-hmm. But then I want to, I have to kind of restrain myself because I'm like, okay, well if I want to publish something that has these things in them, I want people to see them for the first time. I don't want to have already posted them on Instagram or if I want to, I don't know. It it feels like it waters it down somehow. Yeah, no, definitely. Do you ever feel like that? Yeah, I definitely, with my art and posting it on social media, it's not that I'm, like, afraid to be vulnerable and have people see me be vulnerable, but it it just sometimes, the realization of what social media is sticks out to me, and I'm like, I don't want to put some art piece that, like, my heart was in on a platform that also can give me so much pain, if that makes sense. It's weird. Yeah. It, it feels like it's... I feel like with art, 
sometimes it's so special and sacred and not that like I need a safe space for my art but sometimes I think my art is better than Instagram yeah yeah Yeah. really okay when you say your art do you are you talking about like writing collaging like yeah writing collaging videos like it just it 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 just feels I mean I feel this way sometimes when I see other people's like collages and artwork I'm like oh my god I wish I could like I wish more people it just they just it it just it's it's hard because you could see like the most beautiful art piece and then scroll and then see like the most toxic disgusting shit you've ever seen and the fact that it all lives in one world is I think the weird part about it yeah well it's interesting because on one hand it's kind of incredible it's kind of incredible because it encapsulates the entirety of human not the entirety but like a broad spectrum of human experience but at the same time when you think about the way that we typically experience art like Mm -hmm. visual art you go to a gallery you go to a museum and they're essentially just like how do you put it like they're all it's all the artwork is either collected or sold right Mm -hmm. so you're essentially being like i'm paying money or not to go be immersed in culture that i could not otherwise have access to because i don't have this amount of money or i'm like an art collector and i'm gonna go and be like oh how much is this painting worth Mm -hmm. um and then theater in in and of itself is its own like sacred space film is the same thing like there are very particular ways and rituals that surround the work that we do yeah and i think you know for theater specifically it's just an entirety of an experience yeah exactly yeah exactly it's not going to resonate the same if you're you know putting it on something that uh just has a really limited window of view and part of me feels like i'm tiktok for example i'm like i want to I sometimes have impulses to be like, maybe I should like start a TikTok and like try to curate content for TikTok or like try to adapt to the times and, you know, like make content that could be viewed in this medium because I could probably, you know, enjoy doing that. But the other part of me is like, but that's not the thing that I love, you know? And it's not that it doesn't have value. It's just, I have these competing impulses that are either like, I need to, in order to be successful and in order to pursue my brand, whatever, all the things we're taught in school where they're like, you need to adapt and be a part of the business side of theater. You need to be able to like market yourself. And then there are some things where I'm like, but I also don't see myself there. Yeah. Which is fine. I do think if we made a TikTok for the podcast, you'd get a lot more listeners. Really? Yeah. Because there's, there's like, these trends where it's, like, how did we meet? Or, like, there's, like, these trends. There's these trends that are, like, My, hey, ladies, do you, like, hate yourself? Us, too. Listen to our podcast, and then we'll get, like... And basically, when you make content like that, the algorithm's so good that it's gonna show it to women. Yeah. And sad women. I know, because I get sad women stuff on my For You page. <laughs> I especially like fat, sad, sad women. I get a lot of up. fat women on my page. And I'm like, the algorithm's insane. So, like, sometimes I literally, I get, I get like, a, a little devil in my brain where I'm like, me and Carly can make some ridiculous TikToks. And, like, 
either go viral because men hate us or go viral because like women want to listen to us and we would get a lot of hits. Uh, but then I don't, I don't know. But what keeps you from that? Like what, what is your opposing thought? I am too sensitive. Too sensitive. Downright, downright. I think if we were getting to like the core of social media, I didn't go off private till this year. Right. I, everything I owned, everything, everything I owned, but like all my social media was private, my Instagram, my Twitter, uh, all that stuff, because I know what comes at the price of living out where people can judge you. Mm. Like I've, I, I know what it's like to live out in the real world and have people give me opinions that I don't want. So allowing people to do that freely by being everything public, it mm. was terrifying. It was like super terrifying because I knew that I didn't like myself enough to not let it affect me mm. or like believe what people were saying about me. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I think that's mostly where me putting my art on social media is why I say I feel like my art's too good and not or is good enough too good for social media. I think it's more that my art stems from such a vulnerable place, and I have feared public opinion, not even about my art, but about how I look. Yeah, that putting my art on social media is such a a scary thing for me. Yeah, because people. Some people won't even see my art. They'll just see my body. Yeah. And then it's like, that's not the... That wasn't the point. Exactly. But you still felt the need to say it. Exactly. Yeah. No, I understand in that way. Yeah. And again, I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the format and, like, the forum that comes with opting into an artistic experience where you're exactly. like, I have agreed to be a respectful audience member uh-huh. and I'm going to participate in, like, a deeply vulnerable and thought-provoking thing or not whatever but yeah. like you the internet is just the fucking wild west it is ruthless yeah. and unforgiving and exciting because it's vast and there's so much out there but at the same time like i don't know i think there's part of it is me shaking my fist at the government the u.s government particularly that we don't have better public and federal funding for the arts so there's not more opportunity for artists to engage with their communities and create a sense of community through art in the same way that like other countries do and in the same way that is so accessible on the internet yeah like it's just such an easy way to see and be seen yeah for better and for worse and I, yeah, and I think something with social media that's so odd is that you feel like you know some people, but mm. you don't know them. Mm. Um, I mean, we have people who listen to this podcast who we don't really know in real life very well, mm-hmm. who do feel close to us. I mean, we don't have, like, a fucking fan base, but, like, there, I can think of people who listen to this podcast who, like, hold us as dear friends and we don't really know them that well yeah but i get that like i felt that way with listening to like my favorite murder yeah no like, i mean i love it i invite yeah, that it's so good but it it is that that uh i don't know that sort of like sacred trust 
con uh is compact the right word contract contract (laughs) my brain was like calm makeup compact (laughs) (laughs) but it Uh, it is that like that agreement that you enter into where you know i'm gonna say what i want to say and you can either receive it or not but yeah the right people do well and i think if we look at i don't know like going back to vulnerability i think there the reason that I like a podcast so much is that you don't see us. Like, we talk about this all the time, mm. but, like, we put this shit on social media, and we want people to listen, and it's super vulnerable, the things that we talk about, yet I don't get anxious about it because... Because it's disembodied? Yeah. Because mm. people can't... Because it's different. If we made a if we made a YouTube video, people are gonna see our full forms. Yeah. And they're gonna they're That's gonna they they're gonna form it. opinions around every aspect of us, not yeah. just our voices and what we're saying. They're gonna be like, "Bing bong, bing bong, bing," you know. And it's like I hate that. Like yeah. I fucking hate that. Yeah. Um. So I think that's why the podcast is so nice. Yeah, and I love that it's it doesn't feel like we're soliciting to an audience. At least. The, f- the way that we do this, the fact that it's such an intimate little, like, physically intimate, like, we're squished in a fucking closet together. Yeah. Um, Feet numb. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes I, I listen back to our podcast episodes, and I'm like, this is informal as fuck. It sounds, like, messy, and, like, we're talking over each other. Sometimes we don't <laughs> even know what the fuck we're saying, and, like, we're not in on it. But that's kind of part of what I love about it, is because it feels very authentic and very... Yeah. Um, shit on the floor exactly which is our our brand I, yeah that's all I mean that's what I want really how um, do you feel about um, the idea of monetizing your art I think it's great I mean yes agreed I want to make money from my art but specifically like monetizing your art through use of social media yeah that's what I mean so like for example like, if you had, if you feel like the way to, do you feel like the way to have a more viable living as a artist means conforming to posting more, sharing more on social media, on the internet, so that you can monetize? Yes. That's a thing? I think so. Down. Are you saying, like, you see that in the world, or, like, you, that's something you are willing to pursue? Both. Um... I think as artists, especially now as theater artists, we Mm -hmm. don't really have as many opportunities opportunities as we once did. So, like, uh, are you talking about pandemic times or just pandemic times? Pandemic times. Like, uh, I don't know. It's hard to say because now it kind of feels like, like we're saying, the Wild West. Like, it feels like I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow with the art I don't like and it just feels like we're almost alone in it video killed the radio star baby yeah yeah and I do think there's like beautiful things in it like I follow a lot of uh drawing accounts and you know they sell their prints and also like you can I did it where like you send in like a fucking picture of you and they'll draw you like I love yeah commissions I love that like I love giving money over to like a freelance artist because I 
I'm like, yeah, me. Yeah. And I, I want to support you because, I one, I love your work in general. Like, And they're posting free work on Instagram. Exactly. So it's like, of course I want to fucking send you money to, like, have you draw shit and, like, pay for your art because you're giving it to me for free. Exactly. And that's the thing. I go back to the government thing. Like, it's not... It's just not funded in the same way. Mm-hmm. Whereas the fact that the more that you support local artists and you support the work that's being done on an individual level, it, that can it's super powerful because then we have like a small, smaller economy within this freelance community. Yeah, and that is able to sustain itself, and it's not like people just struggling to get their shit seen. Mm-hmm. And that's what really hurts me is the idea. And this is, I think, something that I internalized for so long as, like, a person, young person wanting to be an artist, is that I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to be not doing my work for money for, like, a long time. Yeah. And I'm just going to have to accept that. Or, you know, my biggest fear was, and sometimes still is, that I'm going to have a, a day job that becomes my everything or, like, just eats my life and my art just, I don't have time for Withers it anymore. away. Yeah, because, like, I know people like that. I've known people who've done that. And it's not a bad thing at all, Mm-mm. as long as you feel satisfied with your life. But I just know, deeply in my core, that, like, art is my spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. Everybody sit with that. Everybody sit with that. My but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no. Like, the thing that makes me come outside of my ego self is my connection to my art. Sometimes my art really ties me to my ego. Sometimes I make very self-centered art because I'm young and I need to work through this like period of finding identity. But also, you know, it's it's the process of making me feel connected to something bigger. Yeah. And for me, that's I can't imagine that not being at the center of my life. The absolute center. Yeah. I definitely feel that way. I definitely feel that way. Yeah. And I've just come to be like, <laughs> I think we might have talked about this on another episode or I was just saying this to you at some point, but I feel like I've just kind of started adopting the vocabulary. It's all manifestation, right? Like instead of walking through a nice neighborhood, which I love to do and being like, Ugh, God, can you imagine living in one of these houses? Like, could you imagine being rich enough to live in one of these houses? I could never. That's crazy. And now I'm like, okay, so when I'm mm-hmm. very wealthy mm-hmm. and comfortable, I'm going to have this thing and this thing, and my house is going to look like that, and I'm going to have my little lemon tree, and I'm going to have my columns, and I'm going to have my patio. Um, and I'm trying to think about that about my art, too, where I'm like, yeah, what are the things that I want for my future and my career? And the more that we visualize it, visualize it, physicalize it. What is that fucking, what is the clown rule? Uh, about seeing your... It's like visualization plus... Actualization? Are we here? Physicalization equals belief or something? Yeah. But just the idea that it's energy and matter. It's Yeah, and you're putting it out there. Yeah, you... See it, want it, take it, baby. See it, want I see it. I, I like, like it. it. I, I want it. it. I, I got, got it. it. And of course, it's not that easy. Yeah. I was just having a conversation with uh, someone about 
there was like a social media account where a girl was talking about um she was like a wellness blog for money like she was like manifesting money moguls Mm. queen like you have a scarcity mindset you need to get an abundance mindset and like pay me fifteen hundred dollars for my like six month course and i'll train you like how to grow your business and you know Mm. invest in yourself and like you're gonna be rolling in it soon like and we had this back and forth me and this person because they were like poor people can't fucking do that (laughs) like poor people can't just pay fifteen hundred dollars and you know try to manifest abundance and then suddenly not be poor anymore like that's not how that works but at the other end of the spectrum i do kind of get that idea where you kind of energetically attract what you are putting out into the world and the more that you're like these are all my obstacles these are all of my financial worries you know that's i do think that that's going to limit your ability to succeed and thrive Mm. me with my crystals (laughs) I literally no joke had my crystals on my head last night I had my amaranth on my head and then I had like my uh, rose core on my heart and then I had my two carnelian on like my stomach and I literally was playing like like abundance like manifesting music like you google that show on youtube and i was literally laying in bed and i swear to god i was like floating i was like mm. i was like i am easy to love i am <laughs> but yeah no i definitely like even if it's just in your mind just allowing yourself to believe that you are you are worthy enough to get money or like you are worthy enough to like deserve a better life and like deserve that house you want and like deserve a healthy relationship like once you switch that mindset I definitely think that the universe realizes that you know because you start looking for those things and you don't look for the exactly the pain and the negative and the hurt yeah I think a lot of it is about perspective it's it's not I think people who don't have experience with this way of thinking are like oh, what, you're going to be like, oh, I can make money, and then suddenly you're just going to make money? Like, that's not how the world works. And it's not as simple as that. But, like you were saying, thinking of it in, like, relationship terms. Somebody who's like, I really want to be in a relationship, but, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want something long-term. I don't know if I, like, really want to go out and do these things like I don't think I'm good enough I don't what if I, what if this happens what if that happens like those self-limiting beliefs keep you paralyzed and then you don't do anything exactly yeah versus like again I love the term in, terminology of the abundance mindset where you're like I have lots of love to give I can receive lots of love there are people in this world who love me and so there will continue to be people in this world who love me and I'm just gonna like go throughout my life doing what I love to do and that will be enough yeah and sure enough I feel like that is always what attracts people because they see that you're out here just feeling good and when you feel good you you look look good good. (laughs) you know what I mean like you are not fixated on the negatives like you said yeah and that allows you to live your life more fully and that's attractive it opens more doors exactly because you're not already closing them yeah as like uh, as like a past queen of shooting yourself in the foot um i've retired that gun uh and i do get how satisfying it is though to like 
close the door and shoot yourself and be like, (laughs) now no one can hurt me. Now I can't fail because I've already done it. Good night. But then, like, you don't, you aren't getting anything else. You're just getting the, the bad. Yeah. And you're not even, you're not even allowing anything else to come at you, which is, like, life. Like, the whole point of life, I feel like, is to, well, yeah, I mean, the whole point is, like, to fucking put yourself out there experience and, to live. yeah and see what happens like maybe you you ask timmy out on a date and timmy's like no and then you're like i i'll cry and then you ask tommy out and tommy's like yeah and you're like sick, sick. tommy's timmy's dead tommy's in like you just gotta keep rolling baby yeah and also just having a sense of humor having a sense of gravity <laughs> important just being like hee hee uh-huh having the a good support random. system also exactly we're That's, very lucky we are it's easy for us to be like <laughs> just like Live abundantly. Just try. And just, like, keep things light, queen. Um, but it really is, I think, confidence building to throw yourself into situations where you feel like maybe you're not equipped. Like, I'm going to go on this date with this man, and, like, I don't know if it's going to be fun, but, like, we're just going to see how it goes. And then you find yourself in that situation, and you pull it off, and then you gain confidence. That's what growing up in life is about, right? Yeah. Like pursuing new experiences going towards the unknown more and more and more oh not allowing your past to be your present exactly i think that's a huge thing i think because i think including me i feel like i've been hurt and have had people use me so much that i feel like for a while i was like these are the reasons i can never go out of my comfort zone again yes because a b and c hurt me evidence um but it's like fuck them that says way more about them than about me yeah i don't know i I feel like I've always heard that I'm too much, and now I'm just wondering if they were ever enough, um, which I think is, like, the thing, right? Yeah. I think it's important to go back and look through those past encounters and think about when you felt good and why and what was happening and, like, what were you bringing to the situation Yeah. and what were you getting. Exactly. And it's like, okay, if the moments that I felt good were... The spontaneity and the energy and the passion, you know, where was that coming from? And then think of the moments that did not feel good. Yeah. And what those demonstrated. And then also how you reacted. I don't know. We do so much self-processing here. I honestly think I might need to retire that for a moment. I know. I know. Constantly growing, constantly changing, constantly evolving. Uh, But also... Maybe I just need to live for a little bit without obsessing over self-growth. Yeah. Because I think it's causing me to be paralyzed yeah Um, can you have too many opportunities yes like if you keep opening every door oh like see this is it right i'm i'm there i'm closing every door you're there you're opening every door but you're never actually going through any (laughs) and then i'm just shutting them all (laughs) so we're both in the same place does that make sense yeah yeah no i yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm... But there's also so much growth in... Not even so much growth. There's just so much to learn from the... Like, allowing yourself to just be instead of always trying to fix or change or better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, relaxing and just allowing <laughs> things to happen. I know. But I do get it. I like the agency and the control of being like, what will make me better next? Yeah. It just feels so... 
I, I, I don't know. I think my entire life I've, one, I think for a long time I really believed that I was lazy. Boink. Like, I deeply believed, and part of it's, like, just blowing through high school, but I deeply believed that, like, I wasn't hardworking, and, um, I didn't have, like, I was just coasting, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so I feel like I get these waves of energy, and then suddenly I'm like, I'm going to write a novel, and I'm also... This makes me sound like I'm manic, but I'm not. (laughs) But I'm like, uh, you know, I want to do this, and I want to do this, and I want to do this, and I want to do this. This is a big air sign energy, right? Yeah. And so then I think what... Being perceived by other people makes me feel crazy, just like anybody else feels. So when anybody else is like, you, like, take on a lot and don't see everything all the way through and sometimes you're like kind of flighty and like inconsistent and like not dependable and then suddenly I'm like oh god (laughs) no I I do everything and I do it all great (laughs) but it's not I'm setting myself up for that yeah you know what I mean you're spinning too many plates always yeah queen so of course they're gonna fall yeah but then at the same time I Gosh. In my best moments, I'm like, no, you don't understand. We really are polar opposites. We're like, you're spinning 70 plates and I'm spinning one, like, consistently. And, like, someone's trying to give me another and I'm like, I don't know. I like this one's pretty good. This one's pretty easy. And I'm like, damn. Okay, plates, but also, like, have you thought about fucking solarware? Like, <laughs> Throw some fucking forks up in there. Yeah. And I, and this goes back to what I was saying earlier, where I was like, perceived habits... I shouldn't automatically condemn them as, like, major character flaws. But, uh, just an area of growth. It's okay to just chill. I also feel like we're kind of have flaws. I know. It's gonna... It's just part of it. If we didn't, it would be very creepy. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? No one would like this podcast if we didn't have flaws. Anyway, so we have all the keys. (laughs) We're hot, we're smart, we're easy to love, we're better than you. Yeah. Social media. <laughs> oh, God. Social media. I know. I, to hop back on that little train, I find social media so odd. I've had many, not many, I've had hundreds of fans. <laughs> no, but I've had a couple people be like, I love your Instagram. I love your Insta, And I, like, I don't know how to take that. Yeah. Because I am, like... If you go on my Instagram, it's, like, just me. Like, it's a lot of just me. And I'm, like, what do you mean by this? So that's the thing, right? When they say, I love your Instagram, are they talking about, like... Like, I... Objectively, I'm, like, yeah, I get what that means. Me but, too. But, like, what are you actually saying? Are you saying that you love the way that I present? Or do you like format? me? Yeah, like, do you like the aesthetic? Do you like... Do you like me? Yeah. That version of myself that I'm giving that i'm giving and then then it makes me feel weird where i'm like are they people that know you very well usually Mm, passer buyers yeah i feel like yeah people that you know would love probably aren't like i love your instagram (laughs) no they probably don't even care about my instagram most people like yeah i'll be like kitty archived like 20 pictures last night are you okay (laughs) i'm the queen of archiving pictures i'm it's because I look at them, this is, when you have body dysmorphia, I, like, will look at a picture and I'll be like, who is that? And I have to instantly archive it. Like, yeah. it's not even that I think I look bad, it's that I literally can't, I can't, I don't know who that person is anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I shoot her dead and I archive her. Um, 
I feel like I archive <sighs> photos when I, I'm like, this throws off the color scheme. <laughs> that's my nerd. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah. Well, I, Big C. I, I be putting out like bikini pics. Yeah. Mm. So sometimes you're like physical form. I don't know her. And then sometimes I'm like, I am my physical form. Yeah. Cannot escape it. We're all just vessels, right? I keep meat sacks, meat sacks, sacks meat sacks. sacks. Come on, my meat sacks. Mm. I've had so much come. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, that's the kind of content we were going to get on Not Like Other Podcasts. Not Like Other Podcasts. I've had so much gum. I've had so much gum. Um, but not nearly enough. So. <laughs> Step right Do you up. like my meat bags? DM me. If you're a fan of these meat bags, <laughs> these two meat bags. Sometimes oh it feels like men talk to me like that. Oh. Meat bag nice. Come on you. <laughs> I'm like. Why'd you wear a color? <laughs> What's your trauma? Yeah. Okay, this is... I, 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 no, I, I mean... I crashed our car. No, it's okay. We were, like, on the vein of social media being shallow and can, performative. Like... Can I have a rant? Can we have Katie's rant corner? Yeah. I sent you... Did you watch that video I sent you about those men talking about fat women? You said not to watch it. I... Yeah. And I don't think you should. And I don't think anyone should. Cause, you did? Well, I... I didn't sit through the whole thing. It's like... I don't know how long it is. I don't care. But I only saw, like, a clip of it on TikTok because someone was talking about it. And they were like, trigger warning, blah, 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 blah. And then I watched it, and I was like... And what is it? It's... Okay, like, dead dead ass. Like, I'm not even being, like, joking about it. Like, trigger warning, it's, like, violent towards women. Especially fat women. So, like, fat phobia. Like, if you, like, are not in a place to listen to me talk about this, don't. But it really fucked me up. Like, it didn't... It didn't hurt me, but it, it was... Okay, there's these two men, um, I don't care who, what they are, uh, or what their name is, doesn't matter, but they're talking about bigger women. Okay. And the guy, the guy goes, if a woman's fat, her titties better be bigger than her stomach. That's what he says, right? Okay. And then he says, but if she's not, then we should shoot her like cattle. And then he says... You know what we should do? We should get one of those, like, samurai guys with the swords, cut them open, and rip their intestines out. That's, he's talking about fat women, and, like... I'm sorry, what? Where is this video? On YouTube? On YouTube. Oh, 911? Just a, a man talking about... Slaughtering women? Slaughtering women he doesn't find attractive. How insane is that? How insane is that? Wow. And at first I was, like, obviously upset. Obviously. And then I was like, thank God. I'm never, like, gonna be like this fucking man. What sort of psychotic world do you live in that you think women are made to look good for you? And if you don't want to fuck them, we need to murder them. Show them? And that's why I say I hate all men, and I will keep all in there. Because if there's one fucker standing up there going, we need to slaughter women like cattle, I'm not going to like you, men. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nothing personal. It's just don't fucking come near me, you know? Like, what? Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, I I don't know. A part of me, like... I hope they got doxxed. I hope they got 
the shit kicked out of them. Uh, yeah, there's like a, a a part of me. I'm definitely gonna make like some sort of art piece out of it. But there's a part of me that like almost wanted us to deconstruct their videos, and I don't think it would. I, the only reason I didn't want to do that is because I they have zero brain cells and like really whatever they're shitting into the world is just nothing. But there's another part of me that like is interested in like the psychology behind like men and the male gay you know it's just it's just such a potent example of what we talk about all the time yeah um sorry that was just my rant i just i'm first of all glad i didn't watch it no it's it was fucking i didn't even see the whole thing and i was like holy shit what was the name of the video i don't know Mm. i don't know but it was it was up front youtube for like seven months and only now people are like so there's people watching that and being like, like, yeah. And I mean, this is, this will be a whole, I could talk about this, but it is, I always find it interesting that when we talk about fat people, women are front and center. Yeah. It's never like fat men, we should murder them. It's always like fat women, which, you know. Again, we know why. We could talk. We know why. We could talk. Um, that was just my side of like. To talk about how how social media is like a fucking shit show. Violent which fat is, phobia. Not even fat phobia. Like murder. Straight up I wanna commit crimes. I wanna butcher women. Yeah. Violent. Yeah. People were commenting like if this guy this guy people should check on their his ex girlfriends and I was like, Yeah. Yeah. Look into this man. This some, this, and then yeah. So when I say it took me took me a while to get off private is like things like that is because I I've been hyper aware of communities like that yeah uh, and that's the bad side about social that's the only bad side <laughs> no but I don't know it's wild west but also like seeing that shitty podcast maybe be like oh yeah me and Carly like need to keep doing this because like even if one like one lady listens to this and doesn't feel like shit about herself anymore i'll sleep good at night it's worth it with my cum me and my cum good night moon good night cum good night cummies any way you want to sink this ship yeah uh i'm trying desperately 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 to be mindful of not treating men the way that they have treated me blank because sometimes it really does feel easy to go there. Yeah. And I feel like the world is a better place if I don't do that. I get it, though, bitch. I get it. Yeah. So I'm trying to pursue all the things that I want to pursue in a way that is ethical and respectful. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I'll say. That's what I'll say. Um, how I'm going to sing our ship. Uh, I want to say. I recently have had a lot of like. Uh, triggering moments and like people questioning my worth because of my body. And I've never felt better. <laughs> Like, I feel fucking great about myself. Um, not great. Like, it's not... Not everything's fixed, but, like, this is the most... 
stable, confident, good I've felt about myself. And I think it's because at the end of the day, I don't really care how people view my body or how they think I am. I know that I am a good person and I am putting into the world something bigger than they are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're doing. Good talking. Ooh. <laughs>